This is a Double J podcast. For copyright reasons, the music has been edited. 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 To hear the full tracks, listen to The J Files, Thursday nights on Double J, or head to doublej.net.au and click on the track list at the bottom of each episode. Hey, it's Kaz Tran here. Welcome to The J-Files, the podcast for people who love music. Each episode, we pick a different artist or band, we look at some of the most important moments in their career, and we celebrate their impact on music. It's like a quick music history lesson in under 30 minutes. On this episode, it's the rapper known as Hova, Jigger, Jazzy, and Jay-Z. An artist who started out with nothing and built a global empire. If you just take the music and listen to it, that's one thing. But if you look at the full picture, Jay-Z is the great American success story, and that is what we should celebrate. That success story began on the streets of New York when 12-year-old Jay-Z sold crack to get by. He spent over a decade hustling, all the while dreaming of a rap career. In 2019, Jay-Z was the first rapper to become a billionaire. He changed the course of his life and the music industry. So how did he go from drug dealer to business mogul? Jeff and Eric Rosenthal are New York hip-hop sketch comedy duo It's The Real. They're legends in hip-hop media and massive Jay-Z fans. They say the turning point was when Jay-Z started his own label. Jay-Z, back in the 1990s, was someone who had loads of talent and not a big building to back him. And even though he went from big label to big label to try to get signed so they would distribute his music, nobody would take him on. It's crazy to think about that because, again, Jay-Z now is involved with the NFL Super Bowl and Jay-Z is working with Meek Mill on prison reform and Jay-Z is sold millions and millions and millions of records and put on people like Rihanna or Kanye West or whoever. But Jay-Z is not only the most talented rapper ever and probably the most successful rapper ever. He's also a genius businessman who put himself on independently without any major record label and then flipped everything on its ear and teamed up with Def Jam to go on this incredible run where they not only sold, like I said, millions and millions and millions of records and had their music on radio and MTV and and everywhere, but they changed culture. So Jay-Z, along with his business partners, Damon Dash and Biggs, created this atmosphere in the studio, on the streets, on television and radio that affected every single person who's in music today, whether that's in rap or not. I first heard of Jay-Z on the song by Foxy Brown, um, I'll Be. And I just remember being so captivated while watching this dude on, on MTV. And suddenly he was everywhere. You know, every single single that he dropped was 
on the radio all the time. And that streak did not break for the next 20 years? Something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of listeners out there who uh, can probably tell by our voices that we are uh, Jewish <laughs> uh, brothers from outside of, of, from outside of New York City. And, you know, we would travel into the city growing up. Our aunt lived in New York City. Um, but we're still removed by... 30 minutes. We grew up at a time where hip-hop became pop culture. Like Jeff said, it's undeniable when Jay-Z puts out music that, that moves you on a number of different levels, whether it's his storytelling, whether it's his beat selection, or whether it's like the greater culture that they're helping create. And as Jay-Z put out album after album and created this this team of his with acts that just got bigger and bigger memphis bleak freeway beanie siegel kanye west young guns cameron jim jones and on and on you have this this world that is um it's hard to miss because it's everywhere and and you get invested in this thing even though we're not insiders we don't know these people in real life we don't live their stories, but they're superheroes to us. Who wanna bet us that we don't touch letters, stack cheddars forever, live treacherous, all the exceteras, to the death of us, me and my confidants, we shine, you feel the ambiance, y'all niggas just rhyme. When Rockefeller Records first started, they had competition. There were already big hip-hop labels on the scene, but the Rosenthal brothers reckoned Jay-Z was quick to overtake them. You know, in the 90s, crews matter so much. And so on the West Coast, you have uh, the syndicate of, of rappers, which is headed by Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, Tupac Shakur, Snoop Dogg, Daz Dillinger, and, and uh, a few others. And on the East Coast, you have Biggie Smalls and uh, Puff Daddy, who are part of Bad Boy Records. And those are the two big monoliths that are running rap at this time. And when Jay-Z and Rockefeller Records comes in, it's sort of like, not an afterthought, but a much like lesser impacted thing. Like, nobody really cared until you make them care. Until you make them care. Crystals are nice, I like the toes, I keep on spilling it. Bone crushes, I keep real close, I got the skill for this. On my back, the fly is closed, looking ill as shit. And so Jay-Z is, is somebody who, you know, always had big dreams. I think, you know, he was friends with Biggie. He's friends with, you know, Puff. He wants to be in this world and wants to create something on his own terms. And so when he does go to all these record companies and tries to create something in partnership, no one believes it until you create something on your own. And then you have the, you know, the sort of leverage to negotiate your future. So when you compare a group like Rockefeller Records to a bad boy or to a Death Row, or to a Cash Money Records, or to a No Limit Records, or to a Rough Riders, or a Murder, Inc. Um, for us, personally, there's... And we have love for all of those labels. There's no one as big as Rockefeller Records. You know what the Midwest is? Young and restless, restless. Might snatch your necklace. Look at the, the lineage. You have a Jay-Z, the greatest hip-hop artist that there ever was. But then you also have Kanye West, 
who, for the majority of his career, shifted art and fashion and music and sonics and everything that there possibly could be in terms of um, pop culture. You have people like Freeway who make classic albums or Beanie Siegel who make classic albums, or you have, you know, what they did on the fashion side with Rock Aware, and you have the movies that they make, and, you know, the lineage continues. No one else has done something that long, that powerful, and with that many people. Because you can look to somebody like Bad Boy, and you can say, oh, yeah, well, Puff has liquor, and Puff has um, clothing, and Puff has film appearances, but Puff doesn't create a long line of artists who have long careers themselves. And I think what what Jay-Z should get a lot of credit for, and he does now with his new iteration of Rock Nation, is creating a, a world in which an artist can then take the ball and run and start something big on their own. Yeah, I think when you talk about dynasties and, and the impact of Rockefeller Records, the thing about that label in particular was that they ran not only radio, but they also ran the streets. They also ran high fashion. Like, it was such a multifaceted label. It wasn't just one voice. It was, like, scattershot. They, they, they just were able to hit every single market and really, like, just kill it. And I think what's something that's really important to note is that Rockefeller is, is synonymous with authenticity, and that's not to say that any other syndicate, any other group, any other label was not. But to do it for so long and not give up that authenticity is something that sets Rockefeller far and beyond everybody else. Shit, I pass with nothing. Y'all be fronting. Me give my heart to a woman. Not for nothing. Never happen. I'll be forever macking. Heart cold and assassins. I got no passion. I got no patience. And I hate waiting. As a rapper, Jay-Z had a very unique ability. He could draft lyrics entirely in his head without writing anything down. Hip-hop is a, is a beautiful art form on a number of levels, um, but if you're going to get to the most important ones, there's the in- instrumentals from a producer and there's the lyrics from the MC. And of any other rapper, Jay-Z's depth stands far beyond anybody else. The magic that comes from Jay-Z is that his songs have such incredible and deep stories from top to bottom that you'd be like, man, he must have just spent so much time with a pad and, and a pen and just going over it and scratching out stuff, and that's not the case. The case is that this is a man who has this otherworldly ability to dream these lyrics up and and figure out flows and weave stories in and out and have double and triple entendres 
when other people would struggle just to make words rhyme. Bouncing in the Lex Luger, tie a smoke like Buddha, 50 G's to the crap shooter, niggas can't fade me, chrome stocks beaming, through my peripheral, I see you scheming, stop dreaming, I leave your body steaming, niggas is fiending, what's the meaning? I'm leaning on any nigga intervening with the sound of my money machining, my cup runneth over with hundreds, I'm one of the best niggas that done it, six digits and running, y'all niggas don't want it, I got the godfather flow to Don Juan DeMarco, swear to God, don't get it fucked up. Jay perfects the art of rapping within his head, of writing all these rhymes within his head while he is ducking from cops and, you know, on the run from trouble in the streets. You know, like the stresses that he must have been under while trying to come up with different song structures and storylines and all this stuff and rhyming all this, all these things together all at once. Like it's, it's, it's something that's really like, Unbelievable, And it's way more than just a party trick. You know, I think now today in 2021, you have a lot of rappers who are like, well, Jay-Z did it without writing and they try to emulate that. And it just doesn't turn out the way that they imagine it. I mean, this is somebody who, you know, again, has this gift. And then he, like Jeff said, when he's a young man and he's running from cops and he, he really refines that gift. And then it turns into something where it's just like, this is how I create and... You know, you can hear the results and see the results for more than 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, the Notorious B.I.G., when he first saw Jay-Z do this in front of him, couldn't believe it. You know, the Notorious B.I.G. being one of the best rappers ever was just like, what what just happened? Big smalls, nigga, shit your drawers. Brooklyn, represent y'all. Hit your falls, you crazy. Think a little bit of rhymes can play me. I'm from Marcy, I'm Varsity, chump, you JV. Jigga Jay-Z. Nigga, maybe. My bed style flows malicious. Delicious. Fuck three wishes. Made my road to riches. From 62 gym stars, my mom's dishes. Graham chopping. Police van docking. D's at my doors knocking. Keep rocking. Yeah, no more mister. Nice guy, I twist your shit. The fuck back with the pistols. Blazing. Hot like Cajun. Hotter than even holding work at the days in. With New York plates outside. Get up out of there. In the late 90s and early 2000s, Jay-Z was unstoppable. He released an album every single year for eight years. He forged his own path, he saw the value in taking younger artists along with him, and he continued to evolve musically. I think that that Jay-Z's arc is it's special for a number of reasons, one of which is that I think... What I personally hope from any artist is some type of evolution, some type of growth. If if you've given me the same album for the majority of your career, I get tired of it. I, I want to hear new stuff. I want to hear um, stuff that's challenging, stuff that's revealing. And Jay-Z has done that. Um, but I think it's also, it's also fun for him because there's – a lot of rappers who famously announced that they're going to retire, um, Jay-Z did that when he released the Black Album. And he did a documentary about it. He had a grand final concert at Madison Square Garden, which at the time was revolutionary. But Jay still had a hunger and still had a story to tell. And so when he came back, he tried to tell that story. Okay, he and his partner Damon Dash split the business and they're no longer working together and how is that a part of his his life and how did that play with 
those around him and he's moved on to this executive position at Def Jam and where can he take the art form from there and then you know he's like all right maybe I still have some street stuff to talk about but I can do it in a different way and that's the American Gangster tribute project that he put out you know to grow up to collaborate with Kanye on Watch the Throne. To collaborate with Beyonce when they do the Carter stuff. To tour, to become a more full human being. Obviously, he's a father now. He's a husband, having gone through whatever he and Beyonce have gone through. To do something like 444, which is not an album you're going to hear on the radio, which is not something that uh, necessarily you're going to play at a concert in front of 70,000 people from front to back. Um, to add that to your catalog, to have it be authentic, and to show vulnerability as the biggest artist in the world, I think is brave, and I think is really dope when you look at his career. And and again, there's a lot of artists out there who could retire off of what you do for your first five, six albums, but to continue on and to make it worth it. You know, we, we talk with a friend of ours all the time about whether an artist's album is worth it, whether there was purpose behind it. And I think that there's nothing that Jay-Z puts out that does not have purpose, especially today. You mature faster than me. I wasn't ready. So I apologize. I seen the innocence. Leave your eyes. I still mourn this death. I apologize for all the stillborns because I wasn't present. Your body wouldn't accept it. I apologize to all the women whom I toyed with your emotions because I was emotionless. And I apologize because at your best, you would love. Rap is such a young man's game. And for Jay-Z to be as relevant today as he once was 20 years ago, it's astonishing because... Jay, like Okay, so rappers throughout time, the way that they stayed relevant was to you know, drop songs for the clubs, for the kids. And you see a lot of rappers become way less cool in trying to keep up with people who are a third of their age. But Jay-Z has stayed at the top by evolving. You know, he, through his business acumen, through his art, through his um, fashion, through his investments, um, through the people that he co-signs and, and the business of Rock Nation... In reshaping the industry in his own image, that's how he has, like, all these kids know him for that now. A lot of these kids don't even know his songs. They, they know him as a very powerful person that they should know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. Jay-Z's influence extends all over the world. We asked some of Australia's brightest hip hop artists to explain why he's so revered. Hey, what's going on? I'm Illy, and today I'm talking about my favorite rapper, the greatest of all time, Young Ho, Jigga Man, Iceberg Slim, S Dot, better known as Jay Z. The rest of y'all know where I'm lurking, yeah. Can't none of y'all mirror me back. Yeah, hand me rappers like hand G rapping is prime. Um I think people call the blueprint Jay's seminal album, and I agree that it's an absolute hip-hop classic, but I think the heights on the black album surpass blueprint's heights. 
other than slightly weak production on Moment of Clarity and, you know, Justify My Thug kind of missing the mark, I think it's a pretty perfect album. There's like six or seven truly, in their own right, iconic hip-hop songs on that album. You know, from Black Album onwards, there was no looking back for me, and it's been a wrap ever since. Hey, this is Okenyo. I first discovered Jay-Z through my love for Missy Elliott. One of the first albums that I was really, really into was Super Duper Fly, Missy Elliott. And then I kind of went on this path of going, okay, who are these other artists that she's inspired by? The other one is Under Construction by Missy Elliott, and he features on that in Back in the Day. And just, I mean, his signature flow and voice just really, really drew me in. So fuck Chuck Phillips and Bill O'Reilly. If they try to stop hip-hop, we all gonna rally, nigga. As we know, rap music is poetry, and there's such an intellect behind it. There's such a, a fun and a playfulness. And Jay-Z really, really puts that to task on all of his tracks, the way that he goes in and out of the bars. Yeah, it's so unique to his style. Touch the untouchable, break the unbreakable, shake the unshakable. Yo, what's going on, man? This is B-Wise. He started like anyone else, but he started in a different way. You know, being an independent artist, nobody wanted to sign him, and then obviously co-venturing with his business partners, Dame and Biggs, and then they created... Rockefeller and they created a dynasty that to me was super inspiring um, as an artist and just as a fan to see the work and content that they did over so many years just watching his example uh, as a mogul and then passing on the gems to the rest of us so I think he has a major influence in music you know getting a verse from Jay you know he's like (laughs) it must be like just this you know impossible feat so whoever he does give a verse to you know that jay really must respect and admire that person but yeah he has a massive influence on music and on rap in general let's dance in style let's dance for a while hey hey this is Infra jones of cool out sun at 1200 techniques i remember i was working on some 1200 techniques music with peril back in the day he showed me a, a record cover he had featuring jay-z when jay-z was about 16 or 17 and it'll be years later when he blew up, but like, you know, he goes all the way back to there, right up to now. I mean, he could drop a new record right now and it would be hot and we'd feel it. And it's kind of like seeing hip hop moving the way, you know, jazz did, let's say, like jazz was a hardcore pushing progressive sound. And then you get to hear, you know, young Miles Davis through to older Miles Davis. I feel like Jay-Z's doing that with hip hop and hip hop in itself is doing that. And I think he's showing the legacy of you can continue to build and grow into a man and not just have to stay a boy your entire career. So we live in life like a video Where the sun is always out and you never get old And the champagne's always cold Hello guys, it's Sophie Grophy. I first discovered Jay-Z listening to The Blueprint 3 and one of the songs that stood out to me was Young Forever featuring Mr. Hudson. The one thing that stood out to me as an artist is how amazing he is at storytelling. His biggest legacy is building a business empire, adventures that have impacted music today. One of the dopest quotes by him, Yeah, on the gram holding money to your ear, there's a disconnect. We don't call that money over here. Yeah, on the gram holding money to your ear, there's a disconnect. We don't call that money over here. Hey guys, this is Adrian Eagle here. 
I think Jay-Z's legacy is set in stone, not just from a musical uh, legacy, but also just his business mind and the business that he implemented in taking care of his own music and just how inspirational he has been in life and in music and in his overall independence and branding of the giant we know as Jay-Z. You know, much respect. Hey, it's Queen P, and I first discovered Jay-Z in 2003 when he did the song Crazy in Love with Beyonce. I didn't fall in love with him right away, though, till he released his 444 album. Oh, my goodness. That album really inspired me to put more of me into my music. He was so raw. What's better than one billionaire? Two. Especially if they're from the same hue as you. His delivery and the production of the entire project was just absolutely incredible and he put so much of himself in it and I felt like maybe it inspired me to be able to to just be more natural, more raw and put more of who I am into my music because that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. Pope's impact on music is undeniable. The guys from It's The Real sum it up best when they talk about his legacy. There's so many features that Jay has. And I, I think we just have such an appreciation of what his cosign meant to a lot of people too. You know, again most powerful person doesn't have to jump on songs with Kanye West when he's just this unknown producer. You know, he doesn't have to bring along Beanie Siegel from Philly. He doesn't have to give Freeway that look when he's not even Beanie Siegel from Philly, you know. Um, but somebody like him blessing the young guns with different songs, seeing the talent there, knowing that like he can sign this kid or that kid or show up at We've been at a Meek Mill uh, album release party and Jay-Z shows up for his first album. You know, he has a very special relationship with people like Jeezy and Rick Ross. And it takes a big and very giving person to bless younger kids, not be scared by them and know that there's, you know, a, a purpose in giving something of yourself. And that's just, I think, really special and... Uh, that's that's really like what Jay-Z is about, you know, and I think that's what we celebrate, too. It could have been the Jay-Z story. It could have just been this one guy who puts out hot music and moves on with his life. But instead, it's somebody who created something. And when people were like, that's not enough, he created a bigger something and kept giving and giving and giving. And, you know, if you just take the music and listen to it, that's one thing. But if you look at the at the whole full picture... Jay-Z is the great American success story, and that is what we should celebrate. His bow has many strings, but there's only one Jay-Z, a leader in the musical, cultural and business sides of hip-hop, a singular storyteller, an advocate for artists and an all-round superstar.
The J Files is a Double J podcast produced by Gab Burke with production support from Phoebe Bennett and Sam Wicks. Theme music is by Art vs. Science. You can check out Double J anytime on the Triple J app or at doublej.net.au. I'm Kes Tran. Thanks for listening. Double J.